fireball. Nothing beats terminal parking at Melbourne Airport. Book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au. Tame and King. Fireball. Fireball Friday is back and we are absolutely loaded on the McCafe menu today. They're our official coffee partner. The coffee's flowing, so the guest Sam Mitchell is the Hawthorne coach and he's going to be joining us fortnightly again this year on Fireball Friday. It's a fair bit to get through with Mitch. As there is with Alan Richardson, the GM of football at Melbourne, a lot going on there. It's been a big news week. It's been a Sad, flat week in many ways as a couple of careers have come to an end for differing reasons. Your calls as well, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 The quiz is back. Oh, all your favourites. The best analyst in football is David King. He joins me as always. Kingy, good morning. Morning, Cornsy. I'm, I'm still a bit... Oh, you, you're just a bit off mic there, Keys. You, are we there? You've got are we one there? job. Are we there? <laughs> We're there. <laughs> How One are you, mate? Job. It's You've good to see you. have been here since 4 a.m. and you can't turn your microphone off. <laughs> I actually had the uh, computer resting on the cough button there. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, that, that'll do it. Sent uh, poor old Jordan into a spin out the back. <laughs> it's all my fault. <laughs> Settle down, Jordan. It's all right. Um, how are you, brother? It's good to see good. you. Yeah, no, I'm good. It's been a huge week, hasn't it? Huge oh, week. It's, in, been. it's There's been story after story and not all of them, pro- not all of them great. No. Some challenges out there for, for all clubs to... To meet certain standards, and gee, when the when the heat comes, the heat comes strong, doesn't it? So if you feel like the kangaroos have been been have been in uh, this sort of discussion for for two years, and you yep. feel like Melbourne are just they just can't take a trick, and oh, I'm sure we'll get to it all later on. But um, yeah, never a dull moment in footy. No, and there's been footy back as well. So of course that's what we're here to talk about as well. So practice games have started. There's been some some really good signs from a few clubs. How much do you read into it? Well, we can discuss that as well. But you let us know what you've been seeing. If you've you've been out to watch your club play, if you're at Carlton and Geelong yesterday, uh, let us know your thoughts. If you saw North Melbourne and Collingwood, would love to hear from you and what you're seeing from your club as well. Oh four double three ninety eight. Eleven sixteen. What 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 have you cocked up? What do you mean? You've you've been cocked up creating something. Oh, yeah, conjured up. You mean? <laughs> well, both. I've both. cocked a lot of things up yeah. over the journey. I mean, there's a long list there, Quincy. <laughs> there's a long I'll list the, there. Well, I'll be the judge of whether you've cocked it or whether you've conjured it. <laughs> no, we like to have a bit of fun. We like to have a bit of fun and. You know the the uh, the February period's the time to have a laugh at ourselves, and more often than than not. Um, so I had a little bit of fun with the boys in the back office because are you are you into? Do you watch your reality TV? You you oh, like Survivor yeah. and those sort of shows? I'm, don't no, you? I'm, I've been Alone. right into it this year. I, I've so I've been flicking uh, between three of them. A bit of Australian Idols caught me what? this year. Yep, and then maths, just a just a sprinkling of of maths, and then a, a whole lot of Survivor. Yeah, well, the maths yeah. the maths angle got me sort of interested. I I, I love maths, I do. I'm a, I, it sounds stupid, I know, and it <laughs> probably like, is stupid. It's a little shutdown moment, you know. You yeah. got your shows where you just can, you Turn just off. know you've 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 checked out. You're just relaxing. Maths is my is my go to. It's got me thinking, you know, married at first sight. And it just got me thinking about you. And, and then all of a sudden, think about all me. of a sudden, we come up with this. 
radio's biggest social experiment has returned, where the pursuit of content has never looked so different. More umpires will mean more unnecessary free kicks. This season, 24 rounds, 24 negative opinions. Previously on NAFS. The woeful weevils, they were, they were awful. Tim Taranto is the worst kick in the AFL. This is a group that's satisfied. Yeah, well, they can't win the premiership without him. Welcome to Negative at First Sight. <laughs> that, that, is, that is you. Oh, he's not. I think you've been down the dark <laughs> path more often than not. And what seen... about the voiceover work? Well, we're having some fun. We've been having some fun. It's, a, it's been, you know, too serious lately. So we've just been having some fun during the week and uh, the boys put that together. <laughs> Old Naf's Cornsy over here. So where does it go do from here? Is this a, re- a regular thing you well, want to do? Well, maybe. Do you, do you feel... <laughs> Do you feel like it could be? I don't know. I look, it wasn't done with any any malice. It's all tongue tongue in cheek. No, it's but, um, hilarious. Oh, and Brooksy, Brooksy's just tipped the coffee uh, all over me. How's it going in there? We've got we've had a rough start. We've got computers on cough buttons. We've got glasses clinking everywhere. That's payback for you. So, so you've got to after he's on after Vegas voicing, time. after voicing over the <laughs> North Melbourne membership campaign and little hype package. You've got ahead of yourself. And you've put together a little voiceover this morning, but I, I don't think that's. You're picking it off the. Back I don't of the think board. this is the. I don't think it's negative at all. What do you mean? So, so I might have conjured up my own. Oh, little, hello. My own little response to to your naff's allegations. What are you going? Here, here it is. Oh, Marcus Bonsapelli's the best captain in football, and I reckon he's the game's best player also. So this, it's a pretty good, pretty good mantle to have the best player and the best captain. What I want to talk about tonight is the fact that the league has never been more talented. It is undeniable that this is the most talented the league has ever been. He selflessly plays whatever role the team needs. He's courageous. He's brilliant. Sam Mitchell could be the best coach in the league. We could look back and say he's the next Chris Scott. What he has done with what he's got is better than any other coach. I think the leadership at the Carlton Footy Club under some adverse times, particularly in the first half of last year, has been really strong. I was really impressed by the way they handled that, and they're in a really good spot. Because I welcome in the best analyst in football, David King. The best analyst? That's Paps. Positive at first sight. If you haven't got the voiceover, (laughs) if you haven't gone to the the effort that I've gone to, you can't compete with a couple of little flimsy positives here and there. Interesting, though, King, because I sort of alerted to the fact that you were going to do this, and... um, uh, what we do, a lot of the cut through yeah. become comes from negative comments. And I, I was interested because JJ Reddick is a, a former NBA player. He's made his way nicely into the media over there in America. He's got his own podcast. He's on ESPN. And uh, it was just interesting after we had this discussion yesterday of what he had to say during the week. And I think our audience and you uh, might be interested in what he had to say. Now I want to address Stephen A's point. Since when is it players' jobs to educate people on basketball? When did that become a thing? When did that become a thing? Isn't that our job? Isn't that our job? I'll answer. I'll I do answer that as my I'm, job. I'm, That's I'm, my job I'm, to educate I'm, people I'm on letting, basketball. I'm letting you speak, no, and then I'm, I'll I'm, answer. I, I'm, it's our job, Stephen A., to educate mm-hmm. people on basketball. It's okay. our job. And here's the reality. This is the <clears> ecosystem <throat> we live in. I can do a okay. video on my podcast. I can do a video on my podcast where 
I break down the last nine games the Pelicans have used Zion Williamson as the primary ball handler and what type of actions that has led to. I looked it up this morning. 54,000 views on YouTube. But I want to call out a coach yesterday. Oh, that gets tens of millions of engagements. That's the ecosystem we live in. So do fans actually want to be educated or not? Mm-hmm. Do they? So it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, don't, I don't like the complaining about the media side of things, but what people want to engage in is often the negative stuff, isn't it? Like yeah. you, could, you could do yeah. some great analysts, uh, analytics on first crack or an AFL 360 on a Wednesday night. It's probably not going to get the same engagement uh, if you came out and had some strong comments, for example, on Brad Scott when he was coaching at North Melbourne, is it? 100% right. And, yeah. and people, they sort of know it, but they don't want to accept it. And they don't want to believe that they are that person. <laughs> but if you if you question a coach or or talk about someone's role in the game, if you if you question – so years ago, you, you, you would have – we're all questioning whether Geelong could actually – were a finals team or not. You go with home and away, Chris, and you get hammered for saying it. And then they go on and win a flag, and then the Mm. fan gets the chance to come back at you. So I think they engage in it as well. It's not just just the negative. It's engaging in that that conversation Mm. for a period of time. So you're right. The negative always sells, doesn't it? We're up and running. This is the scramble for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. It's grown, harvested, and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Um... This is the last weekend of footy for over 30 weeks. This is the last football-free weekend, even if it is football-free because there's still practice practice games on. There's a showdown today, which we'll be watching. So, yeah, it's just come around quickly, Kingy. Are you strapped in? Are you ready to go? Uh, To be honest, I'm so excited about this season. Uh, Yeah. it's Why why in particular? Because a lot of people are saying this. Well, I'll tell you why, and I've got a little challenge for you. And and we're starting to get out. I know you don't do this unless you get no, specifically paid to do it. I, we I worked did. that out last year. <laughs> but I, I cannot come uh, full circle on what my eight looks like. No, gonna I've got. We've got to put it in the paper. We've got to put it in there on the sun. And I'm, it's gonna. It's a dead loss regardless of what I go with. So in the end, this is what I've got. Right. So this is this is this is where I'm at. Last weekend before. Is this footy. an exclusive for us no, at SEM before it goes into the Herald Sun? No. Well, I've got six teams that I'm definitely putting in. Uh, what are they? Collingwood, Brisbane, GWS, Carlton, Sydney and St Kilda. They're definitely going in. They're, they're, my, they're my top six, if you like. Collingwood, Brisbane, GWS, Carlton. Sydney, St Kilda. Sydney, St Kilda. I think those six teams are playing finals. Then I've got a group of seven that I've got no idea what's going to happen with them. Yep. The Western Bulldogs, Melbourne, Adelaide, Port Adelaide, Fremantle, Gold Coast, Essendon. I've got no idea what their seasons are going to be. And a lot will depend on, as, we, as it always does, the first six weeks of the season. Do you get yourself off to a flyer? The ladder this year will tell more lies in the first six weeks than it's ever done because of the buy structure. And, and we, won't, we, won't be, we won't have parity. I don't think until round six. So we won't know the proper ladder until everyone's got through this buy period. Just in that seven that you're uncertain of, did you have Geelong or did they're not even in that seven? I, I don't have them playing finals. But but you don't have them playing finals. Yeah, no. but you don't even have them in the first I've 13. put a line. I've put a line. This is about this. You is don't this have is. the Cats in the first. No, they could headline. finish in the 13. But my point is only two of my, I've got to choose two of those seven to finish my eight. That's where I'm at. 
Okay. And I don't Geelong care if you're Geelong aren't even in well, contention for that. No, not in my eyes, no. Um, so I've left out totally West Coast, Geelong, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, Richmond. Mm. I might be wrong with all of that. No, Who knows? of course. But, of course. But w- that's, I, I can't get any closer than that. No, that, that is the hardest thing about this season. And, and you're, you're spot on. There is a cluster of teams that we've got no idea how they're going to go. Do you think Geelong but, will play finals? Um, I, I, look, I think they're a good, sh- yeah, I think they're a good shot to play finals. But then if, if I say that, then someone will go, well, who are you going to leave out? Yeah. Well, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good, pretty disc- good <laughs> it's a pretty good team that you're going to have to leave out. What do you reckon if I put in the Herald Sun, uh, in their little crystal ball section, which is just, I'll tell you what it is. It's take a photo of it and remind me of it in four years or four months. One or the other. <laughs> you just get <laughs> smashed for it. Well, oh. you, so I know we had the same. So Chloe from the Age sent out the the questionnaire during the week, and I will be doing the predictions for for the Age. Really, they'll be, they'll be going in the next week or so. So Brownlow, Brownlow Rising Star, that's story easy. of the season. You can be wrong rise, with that on stuff. the on the slide headline. You won't see in fans' biggest gripe, but um, the latter. Well, I'm, I'm I can't reveal it here first, can I? Of course you can. I have got... I'll play the music again, if you don't. I've got <laughs> Brisbane, Sydney, Collingwood, Carlton. Brisbane, Sydney, Collingwood, Carlton, yep. Adelaide, Melbourne, the Giants and Gold Coast. So I have left out my beloved Port Adelaide. You've left them out? Yeah, I've left them out. Geelong, out. Bulldogs out, Fremantle out, Essendon out, Richmond out, the Saints out. I've got, I've, I've got the slides on the Saints. You've left but Port Adelaide out. I've left Port Adelaide out. I left them out last year. I've left them out so again. Ha- no, this is a story. This is a story. <laughs> this is not They've a story. They've just re-signed Ken for two more years after you've said, got to re-sign him, got to re-sign him. He's doing a great job. He's turned a... He's turned pickle juice into champagne. He's turned a list that's no good. Then they've gone and recruited where they're poor, where, they're, where they were weak in the back half of last year down back. And you still think they'll miss the eight? Still think there are better teams. Uh, and I could be complete. Well, I was wrong last year. I left them out and they made me look foolish when they won 13 in a row. But I just, yeah, I'm not as... But I'm always a bit apprehensive about your own team before the start of the not, season. Not to not, that level. No, I don't out think... I hardly tipped them at all last year. I don't... Yeah, I, it's probably commonplace for me to be a bit harder on Port Adelaide. So if they miss the eight... Than the rest. If yeah. you are correct... Positive corn, paths. If if you are correct and they miss the eight, what, what's the fallout there? Well, he's Justin Longmuir in going into the next season. He's Luke Beveridge. He's like any coach that would be under a significant amount of pressure. Jeez, you've left them out as well. All right, we've uh, we've no, got into in the heaven. Three more seven. We've got into <laughs> the heavy footy stuff early, uh, and there's plenty more to come. Can I you give you one? Him. Can I just yeah. give you? I, I think you've had a huge win this week. The, 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 the long-term contract now with the concussion discussion has another little asterisk. That yep. the, the, the Brayshaw situation now where they've got to find three to three and a half million, and who's paying it? Well, that's why it's good that we've got Alan Richardson on this morning because um, he'll be able to hopefully shed some light on that. Does the money go into their salary cap? In a competition that is even, the salary cap is one vehicle. If three million of that has to go inside your salary cap, then that's a big blow for the Demons. I don't suspect that'll be the case, and I think there'll be a deal between the AFL, the Players Association, and the club. But 
Yep, you're right. It's a it's a real danger for, for many clubs. Hey, we're up and running. We're doing it all thanks to our great friends at Melbourne Airport. Check out their parking, the best rates, melbourneairport.com.au. And we're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. What's your eight looking like? Have you, are you like Kingy? Have you got 13 and you, you can't get off the fence? Let us know. Welcome to Negative at First Sight. Yeah, we had Benny on the uh, TikTok sensation last week and he's still working on semi-message during the week, a new theme for Fireball Isn't Friday. Yeah, and it want to be good. After it's an inspiration, do you think, from Scott, Naps? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, Naps. <laughs> or after his Scott Pendlebury smash hit that uh, that went nuts. Uh, and the quiz is back, Kingy. You, you're oh. feverishly working away on the quiz in the background. I'm not proud of the quiz. I love the quiz. So good. Mm. It's just returned with a big bang. Um, so that'll be back. So get your hands on the phone if you want to uh, if you want to play that. A uh, lot of text coming through as well. Um, look at that top text, Kingy. Do, do you think that's directed at us? Or Sorry, is that babe. Just... I slept in. I'll be there in 20 minutes. Be ready. Must be cooking some breakfast together or something. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's an early start, uh, isn't it? That's uh, a that's an early start. But then there's um, then there's some serious ones. Kane and Kingy, I'm a mad Hawthorne supporter, and I think something that's going unspoken is Blake Hardwick is yet to re-sign, and I'm very concerned about it. Could that be why they're moving him forward? It just doesn't make sense to do so, and he isn't in the leadership group, which I find incredible. Cheers, legends. Well, that's a question for Sam Mitchell that we can, yes. we can put to him. <laughs> Hasn't he walked under a ladder? Yeah, Sam Mitchell. Top. Yeah, you know that top text there. Yes. Do you reckon, because we're Fireball Friday, do you reckon Do you reckon it's like stored under fireballs? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hey? Or is it the old Siri text? <laughs> hey, I, I want to ring Alex. Find out where he's going to. We've got his Alex. We can ring him, can't we? Alex, are you listening He'd be to listening. us? Yeah, he's Give got 20 minutes. Call and tell us if that text was directed to us or someone else. Yeah. Give uh, us a ring, let us know where you're going, how your morning's tracking. A uh, lot of people sending through their eights. G'day, boys. I think yeah. it'll be Brisbane, Carlton, Collingwood, Sydney, the Giants, Port Essendon, and Adelaide, Gold Coast. Just a miss, says Paul. He's a Carlton fan. Um, Brisbane, Collingwood, Swans, Dogs, Port, Melbourne. Throw a bag over everyone else, says Brian. Have you signed? Are you a Kangas member? Oh, I need to do that. You haven't signed. I haven't signed yet. Oh, but I've got time. The season hasn't started yet. No, mate, we're away. I, we're, we're, no, mate, I've we're, got to, You've got to get a membership. It's that's got to be before round one. Got to secure a grand final ticket. Did you see what we did during the week? <laughs> did you see? <laughs> you're. Gl- we're gonna need you now. I don't want John now. You're gushing over players no. on Twitter. Has there, ever, has there ever been a better kick at North Melbourne? I'm there sure there's been. been a, he's played one. He's played one preseason game, and you're asking with a club. That dominated through the nineties. Whether this 90s person's is thirty years ago, oh, I know, but is it, if, if, that's my point. There's definitely been a better kick than someone who's well, played the, one. Give me one preseason game. Me, I thought me. he missed. I thought he missed a couple early. I'm not judging him on just twelve minutes. I've seen him what for about six Jess months. Sinclair? What about Jess Sinclair? When did he finish? Two thousand and six. <laughs> well, you, you didn't say. You didn't put a time limit on it for a long, long say, time. I said you didn't say, a long, yeah, long time well, is twenty years. If you're best, you got Jess Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> 
think North, my point is valid. Peter, Peter Bell. North Fairs. Peter Bell, that's, worth, that's even Shannon, further back. Shannon Grant. Further back. Ex- excellent kick of the football on 1998. North fans, who is it, the best kick to play for your club? And as good as he's going to be, this young man, I've tipped him for the rising you, star. Have you? Just yeah, you're giving away a lot this morning. I have. I've tipped him for as, Four, who's seven, the... Be, given... Who's the best kick to ever play for North Melbourne? That's no, what I want no, solved no, this no. morning. No, it's not about that. It's not. Well, it's, it's what about, your tweet said. It's a, best. He's got all the clubs in the he bag. He hasn't played a game yet. Exactly. And you're calling him the best kick ever at North Melbourne. No, I didn't say that. Just you see, this is what you're you're skewing the facts again. I'll bring up the I'll bring up Nafs. Are you being negative again? <laughs> Welcome to Negative at First Sight. Hey, I'm gonna really enjoy this. I'm gonna really enjoy it. You tell you what we uh we did. I enjoyed your conversation the other night with Jared Healy regarding recruiting players with red flags. Mm. We'll get into the Taron stuff later, but how many players do you think have been recruited in the top dozen picks in the draft, top 20 picks in the draft, that have had red flags that clubs have been able to smooth through or work through? or Heaps. Yeah. Like Heaps. It, it's an inherent risk, isn't it? Isn't it just part of the, 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 the beauty of recruiting? But, but yeah, that, that it is, but I don't think that's an excuse to not do your background checks. Well, everyone does the their place. background checks. Yeah, they, they do. So, so you still need to be fully across any things that may arise, which which clubs are. But you're right. Like I mentioned Toby Green. Yeah. I mean, the, how long did it take him to probably get everything in order? Ages. I mean, with Stevie J, he's some of the greatest players we've ever seen. He was suspended for six weeks for what, trying to jump off a, a, a wall at a nightclub. And stood down, and then he wins a premiership, all Australian, Norm Smith, everything. Yeah, like Buddy Franklin probably had some issues there at stages. Luke Hodges had issues. Like, so, so there's, there's a lot of those. North, you you those, just move through them, don't you? You think you can correct them as a professional development program? Yeah, and then it's what you do as a club, and how hard the line is that you take. Well, to, you just and, can't and, sack people though. No, no, you can't. But how strong is your leadership at the club to iron those out and get the expectations into line with with your club and your club culture? But look, we've got Sam Mitchell on this morning. This is my point. (laughs) Farron Ray, Nick Del Santa, Daniel Wells. Aaron Mullis. Darren, Malcolm Blight. (laughs) Schwatter. Yes, Schwatter. Aaron Mullet. Morning, Best kick to ever pull things. up the jumper. This is brilliant. It's not Colby McCurch. He hasn't played a game yet. Keith Gregg, 60 years, 50 years ago. Severio Rocker, Boomer Harvey. My point is, it's been a long Digby time. Digby Morrell. That was my point. Okay, we got You're your point. You're taking a fraction too far. It's time for the news headlines. We'll be back with plenty of sport after this. Jack Siebel, Winston Abraham. Oh, yeah, Winnie. Yeah, Winnie. Wayne Carey. Paul Spargo. This is my no, point. All, this is my point. They're, they're all coming through now. 25 they're, years. They're all coming through. All right. Uh, let's straighten up and get into the sports update for Keezer. If you experience back pain, it is time to try Keezer. Uh, North Melbourne's big story yesterday mm. of sacked Taron Thomas as the AFL handed him an 18-week suspension for multiple breaches of the league's code of conduct. Thomas will not be permitted to return to a the AFL until he has undertaken a behavioural change program and he will be not allowed to play football at any level until his ban ends after July 22. And I guess the story now will be 
uh, whether another club takes the risk on him, that's not a discussion probably for today, but certainly as a delisted free agent at the end of the year, some clubs may be tempted, Kingy. And I will never understand why they just didn't say the 2024 season. Anyway. Yeah, I don't get I don't get that. I read, I read in the, the Herald season. Sun. Yeah, I read in the Herald Sun that he's ineligible to play this year. So just give him the season. Yeah. Be, be super strong. But uh other disastrous news for the competition and one of our one of our great uh football people. I think Ang- yeah, Angus Brayshaw is just a ripper. The Melbourne yep. midfielder has retired officially from AFL on medical advice after his concussion in last year's qualifying final against the Pies. So really sad news. Uh, disappointing uh, for Angus and his family, but let's, we wish him well in, in life after footy. Absolutely. Alan Richardson from the Demons to join us uh, this morning on Fireball Friday. The first kick of the game yesterday, oh. Cam Guthrie comes streaming out of the centre bounce, goes to kick it inside forward 50, clearly tears his quad, collapses to the ground, puts his hand up and he's helped off by the medical staff over to the interchange bench. Uh, not good at all, uh, considering uh, the recent history that he has had. You do the whole preseason. Six seconds. <laughs> Six seconds in. I feel sorry for Cam. He's had a check and run the last 18 months. Star New South Wales surfer Molly Picklam has defended her title at the Sunset Beach Pro in Hawaii, while WA's Jack Robinson has taken second spot in the men's. We're bloody good at surfing, aren't we? Yeah, I was just going to say, Aussie surfing in a good Strong. in a good place, as is our cricket, because Australia takes on New Zealand tonight in the second T20 uh, we won the first T20 with the final ball of the match. Tim David hit a four. It was amazing. It was amazing. They needed a 32 off nine. And uh, Mitch Marsh and Tim David got the guys home. So that was that was an exciting game. High scores, 215. They had to chase, and they did it with the last ball of the match. Now, the Burmers have beaten Korea 85-71 last night in the FIBA Asian Cup, uh, the 2025 qualifier. We now face a flight to Jakarta to face Indonesia. Mm. In the early hours of Monday morning, you'd be getting up to watch that, no doubt? I don't think I'll be getting up okay. to watch that, but it was good to see them knock off Korea 85 to 71. Any highlights? Think... Have you got any highlights for me from the game? Uh, no, no, but I think they'll comfortably account for Indonesia. Okay. So I don't think they'll, uh, don't think they'll challenge us uh, too much. And a couple of stories from this week. I was horrified to read this last night. The AFL has been caught up in a missing persons case in New South Wales after one of our goal umpires failed to attend the pre-season game yesterday between the Swans and the Giants. So Jesse Baird and his partner, Luke Davies, are both missing. And the New South Wales police say they hold grave concerns for the pair. The AFL has released a statement on this as well. So, yeah, it's a bad good. one. Um, did you see the dangers in this freestyle motocross with Jaden Archer? In fact, passed away. He performed the uh, triple backflip in competition and he died in practice in Melbourne uh, earlier in the Kitty. week. Only 27 years of age, just uh, performing these these trick stunts. Gee, it's a, there's a danger, there's a risk. These guys just, because they get through it more often than not, you just think everything's fine and they're able to cope. But it hits home pretty hard when you see what's happened to Jaden yeah. and we wish his family uh, all the best in this troubling time. Definitely. Um, all right, that's your sports update there for Keezer. Uh, a lot of text coming through. King and Cornsey, I don't bag it for the kangaroos, but can <laughs> someone tell me, apart from all the hype and hysteria, what Taron Thomas has actually been done to deserve his employment being terminated? Well, he's breached the, the code of conduct within the AFL, essentially. And if you, if you want to read up what he's done and the messages and the treatment of people, you can. And it's been repeated behaviour. The club was pretty supportive of him, um, but they've they've just had enough and I don't think anyone is um, critical of North Melbourne or the AFL for the stand that they have taken on this issue. Kingy, don't forget Troy Makepeace 
Beautiful user. Beautiful user. Yep. Corey Jones, good kick. Mate, you're talking about Left guys foot. that haven't played for 25 years. I understand years. this. This is I'm my just, point. Well, well, Jack Zebel was a good kick. Had not many clubs in the bag. Very good driver. I don't know if he had the lob wedge. <laughs> All right. Unwind as you wander and set sail with the spirit of Tassie from $69. Conditions apply. Is the quiz back? The quiz is back next. One you, three hundred. You're being facetious with the Zebel one too. I can tell. I can no, see Zeebel that little. Was that little Zebel's look in your a good eye. kick. He was given the kicking responsibilities often, and then mm. he went forward. He was a good set shot for goal. The quiz is back. Uh, it's a new format to the quiz in 2024. If you're just catching up on it, we go one for one. You go, I go. There's three topics. We will only have one winner, and it is quick. It is brutal, and we're going to play it next. Now, it's time for the moment you've all been waiting for. The return of the Fireball Friday Quiz. I'm a Yep, it is back. And the phone lines light up like a Christmas tree whenever we mention the words quiz. A Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $44.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank is going to keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. We get two contestants on the line. Kingy will give you a topic. You go one for one with the answers until someone is out of answers. Then they're out. We go to the next two. And then we play off in the grand final. Kingy, over to you. It's on life support, this quiz. I can assure no, it's you. Not. I can assure it's you. It's never been that. healthier. We have got two contestants this morning going toe to toe. Glenn from Brayside, you there, Glenn? Yeah, g'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, you, you understand the rules, Glenn. You ready to go? He's switched on. Good I can to tell. go, mate. Good to go. Good to go. And he will be up against Aaron from Riddles Creek. Are you there, Aaron? Yes, mate. How are you? And no pauses. If you, if I feel like you're Googling, you'll be instantly dismissed and we'll move straight along. So, Glenn, you will start and then, Aaron, you will just go straight after him. Don't wait for us to announce your name. Just fire straight away. Are you ready, lads? I am. Yep. Yep. We want Coleman medalists from the year 2000 onwards. Glenn, go. Um... Tom Lynch, Charlie Kerno. He's out. He's out. He doesn't understand the rules. He wasn't listening. <laughs> he's out. Out. <laughs> Di- really disappointing. <laughs> this is my point. I no. tell you, they just cannot get their head around it, these blokes. It's not hard. It's, so who who's gone through there? Well, Aaron goes through. Aaron, without right, even well without even answering a, a, a question, goes through. Well done. Great victory, Aaron. Well done. Terrific performance. Glenn. Give yourself an uppercut, Glenn, and we'll chat next week. Uh, we'll move straight along to the other side of the draw, the uh, third and fourth seeds. Strong side the strong of the draw. Strong side of the draw. Well, the other side was pretty poor. Uh, D- Daniel from Hillside. Are you there, Daniel? I'm here, King. How are you going? Have you got a remote understanding of how this works, Daniel? Yes. Good yes. boy. Good boy. You're up against Matt from uh, Greenvale. Are you there, Matt? Good day, boys. There you go. Yes. It, geez, a bit of a pause there, Matt. Are we okay? Everything okay? Are you ready to go? Yeah, a bit of a delay, I think. All right, yeah, a bit of a delay. That's called the Google delay. All right, this we're getting very specific here. Daniel, you will go first, and then Matt, you straight after that. So, Daniel, starting with you, name me 
an Adelaide Football Club Premiership player? Andrew McLeod. Matt. Yes. You, you'll go, mate. Ma- Mark Bickley? Yes. Daniel. Ah, uh, jeez. Um... Yeah, mate, I'm here. <laughs> uh, uh, Rob Rob <laughs> Yes, correct. Matty yes, Good. correct. Back to you, Matt. Yes, mate, I'm here. I think we're going to have to put a line through, Matt. Yeah, I think Daniel yeah. goes through. Matt, Matt is Matt, somewhere Matt out. Matt's not, underground. He's just not with us. He's underground. If you're yeah. going to play, you want a nice, crisp Focus. phone line with good reception. You want to be off Bluetooth. This is... Daniel Sue. I'm just I'm just getting um Father Jacoby in here to just read the last rights to this quiz. I'm telling <laughs> no, you. No, I'm hey. not give, I'm not giving up. We're better what do than you this. Mean? We got the grand final. I'm telling you. Two switched on contestants ready to go. In the name go. of the father. <laughs> the son. All right, so the final. Aaron, are you there, Aaron? Even though we haven't heard you actually have a crack yet, are you ready to go? <laughs> Yeah, mate. No preseason, but I'm ready to go. Right. And good. and we got uh, we got Daniel there, haven't we? Daniel, yep. you're still there, brother. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Around the world, we're going this time. We're going with NFL teams, and starts with you, Aaron. Go. Current NFL teams. New England Patriots. Daniel. Um, the Buffaloes. The Buffaloes. <laughs> We can't give him the buffalo. We can't give him the buffalo. The buffalo. What happens to these people when they go on the quiz? Well, I don't know. They freeze. The buffaloes. But then then they get found out. This is a high-performance environment. Aaron wins after answering one question. Oh, my God. So, congratulations. That's it. Aaron wins. Well done, Aaron. You uh, you get, obviously, a Signet Power um, Boost Power Bank, valued at $49.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Well played. See, what what other quiz can you win a great prize with with answering one question? Oh, man. And he's just just done that. So, uh, anyway. There's problems here. That's where we're at. Hey, if you're just joining us on Fireball Friday, Sam Mitchell, the Hawthorne coach, has been a lot going on with him personally, but also with his club injuries everywhere. How are they going to cope and adapt? We'll speak to Mitch about that. And equally, um, and more so, there's been a lot of happenings at the Melbourne Football Club. So Alan Richardson is the GM of football. He's been good enough to join us, Richo, uh, after 7 o'clock. Your calls are on uh, the line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 And yet, I'm sure there'll be some strong feedback coming through. <laughs> On the quiz, as you're already perusing the uh, the temper text machine, uh, we'll be back with that feedback after this. Kane and King. Yeah, some strong feedback on the quiz. If you run a competition with your callers that says first to spell your name correctly, you still won't find a winner. <laughs> Oh, the best on ground of the radio world. What does that mean? Anyway, um, this this bit of feedback from Alex, who we had a bit of fun with uh, earlier with his text saying, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. He's just texted her again, rocked up to the missus. He's already left for work. Clearly my text didn't get through. Having said that, my morning's still going better than your quiz. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good, Alex. That's good, Alex. Give us a call sometime. Uh, It's the only quiz that goes for eight minutes with three questions answered correctly. (laughs) It's gone. 
It's gone. The quiz has to be sent to the farm. It needs the green injection. <laughs> yep. It's gone. It's got to go. But, but then you get this. Radio of the week. No, but then you get this. That quiz was hilarious. Could not stop laughing. A1 Entertainment. Um, Keystone Cops. Car crash, etc., etc. <laughs> LOL, says the J-Doc. I had someone texting trying to stick up for the Buffaloes, being a correct answer. <laughs> no, I'm no, not wearing the no, Buffaloes. No one calls them the Buffaloes. It's the Bills or <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> the quiz is terrible, but it's given me a good laugh. Keep up the good work. Fellas, well, that's how I. We're yeah. happy to take uh, take the mix. Not that happy. Not that happy. How many games? You, how many games you've been to, King? You you definitely would have been at North Melbourne because you were gushing over McKerch's kicking, and you couldn't do that off the TV. <laughs> were you there? I've seen him for six months. <laughs> not, yeah. this, don't you start this? I'll, I'll play it again. Um, <laughs> uh, how many? Have I, I'm going to a couple today. I'm going to try okay. and get to both today. I'm going to try and get to Hawthorne versus the Dogs. Out mm-hmm. at Oval, which would be tough to get a park out there when I leave here a little bit late. And then the the old Linton Street Oval, RSEA Park, the Saints take on the Bombers. I'm really keen to see. I went to Essendon and the, and the Saints last year. We did that game for Fox, and it was the worst game of the year. That's right, it so was. I'm hoping it's, hoping it's better than that. Yeah, well, yesterday was pretty ordinary, uh, the Geelong-Carlton game. But, I mean, the conditions look to be extremely tough, hot and windy. And Harry McKay still can't kick. How big an issue is that? Well, it's an issue, isn't it? You're yeah. only looking for little things, aren't you, though? I, yeah. I, I watched those games on uh, on replay yesterday, and the, the, obviously the game up north, uh, Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Yeah. A lot to a lot to talk about from that game, I reckon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Brisbane. Haven't they hit the ground running? Well, they have. But, they're, I mean, they're a very good side. Charlie was on fire. Just some different things, though. They look like they were more aggressive, a bit more corridor stuff, and... Darcy Gardner at full forward, centre forward. Mm. Is that going to work, do you think? I wouldn't have thought so. No. I'm, I'm, how can you fit Joe and Eric and Gardner? I mean, he's clearly taken the Gunston role, but didn't even work with Jack Gunston, who's a very accomplished forward. So I'm not sure it's going to work with, with Gardner. Didn't see Matty Rowe working on his first three steps, did you? I did, actually. Power. Yeah. Power. He's one I of my, he's my, I'm calling him mums this year. Make you miss. You make, make you, you miss, miss midfielders. The mums, yeah. Where they break tackles or they just step around. He looked terrific. Sexton at half back. Did you like that? See, I've always thought, why, why is it not work for this guy? Every time I see him play, I, I like him. Now clearly, there's some defensive issues with that and running forward and all, all of that as a forward. But across half back, he was, he was getting plenty of it, taking the I, kick-ins. I've got one job for you, and I love Ainsworth as well. Ainsworth, you're a fan yeah, of Ainsworth. I'm a big talking. fan of Ainsworth. During the news, right? I want you to write. For me, what Damien Hardwick's feedback will be for Jack Lacocious post match. Okay, all right. I thought he might have given some strong feedback at quarter time, Tim, because he was hey, he made some big, big, big statements um, already in the preseason. Damien Hardwick, he's got the premiership list. The, the floor is finals. The ceiling is untapped. So it didn't look like that yesterday. Are you, are you going to the show down today? The old slowdown. The, yeah, I will. You going at, down? At Alberton. Yeah, Whoa. Alberton. Yeah. You can they might hear that you've left them out of the eight. Get amongst the people. Be down there. Um, the so left him out of the eight. Footy, footy is back, week. and we've got a lot to talk about. Sam Mitchell and Alan Richardson on the Fireball Friday McCafe menu this morning. Fireball. Nothing beats terminal parking at Melbourne Airport. Book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au. Kane and King. Yeah, it's um, 
Uh, it's been tough, it's been up and down. There's a lot of emotions, but um, yeah, it's been weird. I've sort of known for a few days and haven't been able to tell anyone um, just to get everything sort of sorted out behind the scenes and it um, feels like a weight off my shoulders being able to tell everyone. Um, but you now I've got Danielle, my fiance has been great. My mum and dad have been around and have been a huge support. And once I told all my teammates and all the staff, um, you know, they, uh, I've got such a good support network around me and um, feels good to, you know, it's like a weight off my shoulders. I don't have to hide it from anyone anymore. So a bit of a relief. Angus Brayshaw speaking yesterday off the back of his premature retirement, forced into retirement after ongoing concussion battles. Joining us now from the Melbourne Football Club is their GM of football, Alan Richardson. Richo, thanks for your time. Uh, good to be here, Karen. Uh, it was such a flat day, uh, a sad day. Um, how are your emotions and how is everyone at the footy club? Uh, you know, you're right. It was a really difficult day. Obviously, it was um, it was great to have Gussie and Danielle come in, but um, for most in the room, it was just a shock. Really, it was um, as he just alluded to. Uh, we've been at, the boys have been on a three day break, and so you know, Gus didn't want anything released until the players were back on deck. He wanted to tell his teammates, guys that he'd um, basically all his adult life he'd, he'd been with and been on this journey with, and um, so that was that was the most important thing that. Gus had that opportunity to talk in front of his player, in front of his teammates, but it took a bit of time to, to bring all that together, and that made it that made it difficult. But um, I, I would say shock for those that knew, and there there weren't too many really. Um, I, I was working with Gus and Tom Petoro behind the scenes just to try and get it to that point, and um, even even I reckon even for us that knew, given the way. Gussie explained his situation to the group. Uh, no, it was it was difficult. There's no doubt about that. And um, we're going to have to pick ourselves up and move on. And um, hopefully, we'll still have a world in which Gussie plays a role. He did he did express that to his teammates. So we don't quite know what that looks like. Once again, we'll work with with Tommy and Gus and um, and uh, and see what we can do there. Richard, it's great to chat with you, and, and you're always very honest with us. Can you step us through the timelines? Because I think we're going to have to get used to this becoming um, not not a regular occurrence, but but uh, something that may may pop up one or one or once or twice every couple of years. From the moment that that, that Angus was knocked out last year, at what points did you receive information that that you know whether it be favourable or or, or, or not? Um, through the summer period, or did it just hit you as a complete shock um, last week? Um, well, it did hit us as a shock last week, uh, um, not because we had a lack of information. It was because it was different to the information that we got. So that that certainly would have made it, and I know this to be true, much more difficult for the family and for Gussie because everything was progressing really well. It was... It was not so straight after the incident. That was, you know, a time for Gus to spend a bit of time, you know, with his family and his extended family. And, um, you know, we know there's some other layers to that. And so that was um, that was quite an emotive time. And um, But testing even at that early stage and the way that he recovered, if you're just dealing with a person that's had concussion, was all pretty good. Um, then he was able to graduate into, um, into training, albeit non-contact for a while. Then it was contact training going really well, and then it was only really um, 
last week, Kingy, when uh, when he had the his final scan that um, you know there did clearly be some been, been a bit of shift in terms of the, the injury to the brain, um, and so you know the decision was made from his neurologist that contact sport was was not going to be. So that was a bit of a shock to certainly to Gussie uh, and to the rest of us because of the because it had been going so well, and then all of a sudden the information was not knowing near what uh, what Gus needed and what Gus wanted. And I guess there's no symptoms, Richo, like he, he's feeling good in himself. Yeah, he's feeling really good, Kane, and that's the thing that he's most grateful for. I mean, it, what he expressed to the group yesterday was he, he was grateful for the fact that he's been able to play 160 games. We all, as young people, want to be a premiership player. As young players, we want to be a premiership player. He's achieved that. After, you know, after such a long drought, he's really proud of his footy career. He's um, and and he's incredibly grateful to the medical team that have been able to identify this at a stage where he can live a normal life. And so, when I talk about the fact that he's got an injury in his brain, that's that sounds incredibly sinister and a bit nasty. But um, the reality is, these these amazing people have been able to detect some damage that says, right, I guess we've got it now. You're going to be able to live a uh, a really healthy normal life, albeit without without contact sport being a part of that. But um, if you were to keep playing, you are putting yourself at risk of of jeopardising what that quality of life looked like. So it's a, it was a it was a no brainer from that perspective. Mm. Pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> but the hard thing for anyone is to put yourself away from that sense of purpose and that sense of connection and belonging that that anyone feels, and, and no one more so than Gus, given his personality from his teammates and from his footy club. So you and your role have to pull yourself away from that situation now, Richo, and and I guess look at the list, and there's going to be a couple of spots on this list that you 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 probably at a time now where the deadline's finished for the for the top up players, we we apply for special consideration or, or the like from the AFL to 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 maybe add one or two on. Um, no, it's unlikely. King, I mean, I've already had some early conversations with Tim Lamb about, um, you know, his thoughts and, uh, you know, we're pretty comfortable as a, in terms of the players that we have now and the ability to be able to potentially flick a few around if we need to. Um, the fact that Clayton has got himself in a in a really promising position is, is you know, has given us some real real confidence that we can still um, still cover the role that Ducky played for us in the midfield. We can't cover exactly what he brings because of his, you know, his ability to be able to execute, his ability to be able to, uh, you know, because of his footy smarts, help his teammates. I mean, he's brilliant at that and we'll miss that. But we think we can cover, you know, we think that Rivers can potentially play a bit more of a role for there if needed, uh, that Salem can probably do the same thing. So, but, um, you know, certainly Lamy and the team will get together and, Make sure that by mid-year we um, we look to do something, and and by then there might be another might be another position on the list that is a bit more urgent than than what you know that the wrong bit uh, Gus played through the midfield. It moves on quickly, Richo, and you you quickly you know put one foot in front of the other as a footy club, and you work out how you're going to be competitive and remain up the top. But what what about financially? No one would begrudge Angus for being compensated significantly, but does that come? by the salary cap and does it come from your salary cap because there was five years left on a deal or does the AFL help with that? Uh, we're working through that at the moment both with um, with Tom in terms of and Gus will be fine that'll, that'll we'll work through that 
But in terms of some TPP relief, yeah, we're we're working through that now with the AFL, and they need a little bit of time. That that was that was also part of the timing and all this. That um, it was a bit of a challenge. It was um, it was all a bit new. Um, so no, no, I'm pretty confident that um, common sense will prevail, and we'll, we'll get a, a result that you know works for everyone. Mm. Richard, there's been a lot happened at this footy club in a short space of time, and. Now, in the back of my mind, everyone at that football club's getting questioned, and I feel there must be, there almost must be a tipping point where it just it just gets too much for people like yourself and the coach and Gary Pert and the captain to just keep fronting up and standing up, remaining strong for your for your fan base in the season that's ahead of us. Are you concerned at all by by that at at this stage? I know you 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 put a brave face on and, and say no, no, we we charge on, but. It, it, the challenges of this off season have just been so significant and so enormous. It just, I just get concerned for the, particularly the start of your season. I think what uh, yesterday does, Kingy, is probably put a, um, you know, some real perspective on, you know, what we're doing and how we're going about our footy and where's our footy club at and and what do we need to do and what would you know what would Gussie want us to do? What's what are we? And there was a lot of talk about Gussie's legacy. Purdy said a bit last night at our season launch. So did Kate Roffey, our chairman. Uh, Simon Goodwin did the same. And it, it just is a reminder of what's important to us and, and what an unbelievable role model Gussie has been, along with people like Bjorn and Viney and Petrarca and Lever and these sort of guys. I mean, we've got incredible people there that that um, drive our standards and drive our values and and... They are incredibly resilient. It hasn't really just been whilst it's intensified because of the Joel situation and and uh, you know the, the work that we've done with Clayton over the over the summer. We've had a bit getting thrown our way for a while now, and the team has continued to perform whilst we're disappointed with the way that we've gone out in finals, albeit incredibly competitive in those games. They're not they're not quite where we want them to be, but the team has been able to finish top four. You know, post its post our post our real success. So now I'm pretty confident King here that this group is um is still very, very driven, wanting to do something about what's happened from a footy perspective. Probably a little bit embarrassed about what's being said about them as a footy club and I think that that's um coupled with, you know, what's just happened to Gus. I think there's a real chance that that will galvanise the group. Mm. Do you have a drugs culture, do you think, Richo? No, we don't. No, we certainly have had a um, we've had an incident with respect to Joel that's um, you know that's still being investigated by Sarah, and so we don't get enormous information at this stage. They are allegations, and he and his his legal team are working through that. Um, our our role with Joel is really almost at arm's length from that perspective. It, it's it's much more closer in terms of supporting him. But no, we've we've had a we've had a couple of issues certainly. We've been working through some things with Clayton, and I don't want to go into too much detail there. I think we all know that that's quite a unique case, uh, and Claes has had some challenges, and um, he's going really well now. Um, it's been great to be able to work so closely with Paul Connors and his team to make sure that we we get Claes back on track. And whilst there's still a bit of work to do, that that's going well. But no, mm. we don't. Can't. We. Uh, how, how do you know? How do you know? Can I just follow up? Sorry to cut you cut you off and, and uh, interrupt. How do you know? that you don't because with the system that each AFL club works within, you are kept in the dark a little bit. Is it is it your responsibility and have you sought to get to the bottom of 
other players who have now been implicated through text messages and, and as you said, all allegations and the information isn't completely in front of you. But how can you be certain? Oh, look, no, okay. I don't know whether you can always be certain for the reasons you've just explained. The, the, the information at times, even with a person in my position, is not quite where you would like it to be. And that's, that's, from a, that's, that's by design. It's designed to make sure that the welfare of the player is, is at the forefront of the information that, that comes back, and mainly to your doctor. And then you get a, you get a feel of, of how you're going as a footy club. At times, there's, you'll get feedback from a benchmarking perspective in terms of where you sit. I've worked at eight footy clubs, and so, yeah. so when you ask me, are we, I can I can really confidently say to you, no, no, we don't we don't have a problem. Have we had some challenges? Yes. Will we continue to have some challenges? Yes, we will. As will every footy club. There's, we've got 45 young blokes between ages, you know, 18 and say 31, 32. Uh, they're going to every now and again make blues, and, and and really importantly, we'll then deal with with those situations. So it's really clear to anyone in our footy club that this is important to us in terms of playing and living the Melbourne way. I don't know where the Melbourne Football Club are going. I don't know if they're all following the rules down there, Richo, but by the sounds of that indicator in the background, you're following the road rules still within one inch of their life. <laughs> I don't know whether you're pulled over or you're turning right or you're turning left, but that's been on for a good part of 10 minutes. I tell you, I've just turned it off, but uh, you can't, you blokes can't have a go at me about any. I, I listened to a bit of your piece before. Oh, the quiz! Wow, yeah. that is. Don't worry about how we're feeling. You must have an incredibly loyal fan base to stick with you after quizzes like that. Mate, it's gone. We just read it the last rights, Richard. Hey, round one is Clayton Oliver. Is he selected? Is he playing? Is he in in the the space mentally and and the shape physically to to engage? Yeah, great question. Um, if you just watch him play, I would I would imagine our fans saying, you know, Klaus is playing. And, look, he's pushing really hard, but uh, he always would. He, he could have his leg hanging off and he'd still be pushing to play. Um, we'll, we'll work through that with um, with, our, with our guys, with his team. Um, and, and, uh, and we're hopeful. And, and, and the more that he plays and trains and, and lives the way he is at the minute, then that goes from hope to optimism. And that's, that's the way it's heading, Kingy. So... I apologise to our fans out there that are looking for an answer. I just can't give that at the moment, but it's it's definitely tracking the right way. We're a little bit perplexed with with Troy Chaplin's comments about the AFL's involvement in it, Richo, and almost the fact that it sounded like they need to to tick it off. Or what is the AFL's involvement in his return to play, if any? Oh, I know that was more so to defend what Troy said, explaining, and this is probably a bit of a and missed by me, but in, in explaining to those in our footy club where things were at, I, I'd certainly mention that I'm working pretty closely with the AFL from a support perspective. To, I don't know everything, in particularly in, you know, when you're talking about um, mental health. I, that, I'm not an expert in that space, so I rely heavily on initially our people, and if it is that our people aren't absolute experts in exactly what we're dealing with, then the AFL just have enormous resource, in particular for us, someone like Kate Hall, and that, it's as simple as that, that, that they, the AFL have lent in really strongly, as they do often with, once again, based on my experience at other clubs, if you've got an issue that you need support with, if you don't quite have resource in that space, then they, um, they, they jump, they lean in really quickly. And so that's, that's what that means. Mm. Richo, thanks for your time on what's been a tough week for Good the footy club. Good on you guys. Thanks for that.
Alan Richardson there, the GM of football at Melbourne. This is SEM Breakfast. You can book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au. And SEM Breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Still to come, Sam Mitchell and all the events of the week. We'll be discussing your calls, one 736 736 and King. Fire Conversation starters for the drain man. Drain relining is the no dig, no drama way to rehabilitate your assets. The drain man. It is our conversation starters for the drain man. Drain relining is no dig, no drama way to rehabilitate your assets. The drain man. A lot of feedback coming through as well. Just on whether clubs should have enough information on the issue. And look, it is a big issue. I've spoken to clubs who are incredibly frustrated about the lack of information that comes in relation to hair testing and and the drug issue at their club. Firstly, I want to have a listen to Max Gorn on why he thinks Melbourne don't have a problem because nothing has come across his desk in relation to, we'll get that up in, in a sec, Kingy. But I just, I feel like um, as I'm working my way through this and waiting for the audio to come up, clubs need more info. Yeah, but you've, you... I don't know enough. Yeah, they don't know enough, but certainly you've got a, you've got some privacy issues there as well. I mean, just because you play AFL football doesn't mean you should just be an open book for people to go into your private life. No, but should should the football manager, should the coach? I mean, they have all sorts of information about your medical records, and you know, mostly for most of us, if we go to the doctor, that information is confidential. It's not the case at a footy club. It's a, it's a different environment that we're working. In to the oh, average person. No, I, I I don't agree. I think that the they sign that away to the players' association to 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 look after. They don't have to be tested to to the levels they are. They 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 concede a lot of this information. The players they they don't have to. I mean, legally they don't have to. I, I think I, I'm I'm different to you on this one. I think the player we don't need to know. I mean, if there's an issue, but we don't, we don't need to know. No. But the club needs to know. The, the more if the senior club know, people we'll at, at the club. No, I'm talking coach and footy matter. The doctor already knows and the AFL knows, but I think there should be more senior people at that footy club in the know. So well, what's he, so Alan Richardson going to be able to do over and above the club doctor? Well, no, if he's got a problem. Well, what, they, what's they, he going to be able to do, though? Like... Well, sort of there. Actually get to the bottom of the problem with his players. If he's got information, his power. If he's got information, he can go about sorting it out. But at the moment, they're in the dark. So here's Max Gorn. He's asked if they've got an issue uh, at the culture of Melbourne when it comes to drugs. I'm incredibly bullish that we've got the right, the right, the right culture. No culture's ever fixed. I know Track said this heaps. Um, we're always working on it. In terms of the actual drug culture that the expression's been used, I'll go back to that original comment. And until someone tells me that the hair tests that we have done are proving that we're a drug culture, that's the only marker that we have. So in my 10 years, no one's come and told me that our club has a drug culture. So I'm going to go by that. But they don't know. See, see, no one's going to come to Max and say, here's the problem because they don't have that information. So his answer, he's got no idea. Max has got no idea whether he's got a, a problem at his club because the only information he's got is through hair testing, which the players would never be told. 
Do you think Max has no idea that the, the culture of that football well, club? That where was he the one example he's given. Until yeah, someone comes and tells me, well, I he's would not, think he he's not speaks gonna, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he if he knows there's an issue there that he's addressing and he's taking steps, he's not going to tell us. What would he say? Yeah, look, I'm working on a few things. We've got a few issues. Here. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on a few things. He's well, not well, going to say that. You would like a bit more honesty then, if uh, if he. No. So you just you're happy for him to lie and for issues just to come up at Melbourne, and then to keep their supporters and their own heads in the sand. Heads in the sand is 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 an extreme. I'm happy well, for well, the Gary, club. Gary Pert has said they got the best culture in 40 years. Yeah, Goodwin well, has said culture wrong. a million times. Well, yeah. So, so hey, of course they got the heads just in the sand. Stick with the one topic for a sec. So I th- I'm more than comfortable for the club doctor to be in control of any anything that needs to be hap- to happen to these players or the support they need or the care they need um, behind the scenes. And I'm happy for that to stay private. I, I, I think one thing, once things get to different levels of the club, they get out and they become common knowledge. And if we're going to do that, you might as well do away with the strike system. You might as well change the whole lot and name and shame. That, that, that's my opinion because once it gets Would past... Would that help? That, Would that help, though, Kingy, if, if the uh, sanctions were stricter... And if there was less leeway, would that reduce the instances? We've got a player doesn't in America taking. We've got a player taking drugs a couple of days allegedly before a game, and maybe texting teammates to get them involved after games. Yeah, well, that's 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 where we're at. That that's the system that's been in place forever, and we've still got a player willing to risk it a couple of days before a, a game. Player, one player. So we've had yeah, one but, bad. But others egg. others have been implicated in this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well. Not, not to the levels of game day. I mean, game day is protected. I mean, game that that's just a complete error, and he'll pay his price for that. You can't, you can't be making sweeping statements on the back no, of what Joel Smith he's, he's allegedly been texting other teammates as well, who have now been implicated as well. Yeah, and it's I not think, just one player. No, well, the whole footy club's been implicated in this. The whole footy club. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, it is. I think the numbers important know. here. I think the numbers important. I think if, we, if, if we're talking texting two players, three players, yeah, twenty players, twenty five. I think the numbers important here before you yeah. make those statements. No, I just think because we don't know that automatically, his teammates have been implicated. Whether that's two, three, ten, we don't know, and we it don't is know. Different so though, it? isn't it? So Todd Viney was on last night, and I, I asked him um, whether he gets the information as well. Here's his response. No, well, this is this is the big issue. Um, no one seems to know until it's <laughs> too late. Um, but no, I, I feel that we should have, as a head of football, I feel like I should have a feel for whether we've got an issue. And um, the doctor would, and maybe th- she can put things in place. But um, it is a quandary where your hands are tied, and then all of a sudden something breaks, and you are at the mercy of. Um, Sports and TV Australia or the situation that unfolds, it's, it is a difficult situation. Does that change your opinion at all? Why? Well, he's saying that Why would it you change? don't know because you don't know it's a problem until it's too late. So what's he, what, so okay, so go with me the other way. What's Todd Viney going to be able to do that the club doctor can't? Sit the players down and, and get we'll, to the bottom of whether this is an issue. And you, you, there's a lot of things you, you can threaten selection, you can threaten their place on the list. He's spoken about. So you might as well name will, and shame. You might as well name and shame. If you're going to drop a player, so you drop this week, right? You drop, pick a name, Marcus Bontempelli gets dropped this week. You don't think people are going to say, hang, hang on, what's happening here? So Mark Robinson's written a piece in the Herald Sun where he says Alistair Clarkson with a 2008 
premiership team. Yep. There was an issue at Hawthorne and he has sat the group down and they've got to the bottom of it in that room. And I'm going to ask Sam Mitchell about it when he joins us because he would have been in that room. Mm. And then there was players in tears, players admitting that there was an issue and they sorted it out there and they went on to win the premiership. That's the type of things that you can do. I, I don't have the strategies to deal with it. I'm not educated in it, but I feel like information is really important so that they can identify there is a problem and then Clarkson and Viney and Hood and what these strong leaders can go about fixing it. But if you don't know, you don't know. And you just let it fester yeah. and then we have a player but, testing positive on game day. So this is the angle. I'm coming from the support angle. I think you support the, the player, right? This is, this is, you challenge the behaviour, support the player. That's Ross Lyon's famous line. I think if you start with the doctor and stay with the doctor, you get support. You get an avenue forward. You get a way out of the issue. You get help. If you go the other side and you go to the, the staff, I don't care how high up the chain they are, you then go to punishment. You then go to strategies of punishing. Is it selection? Is it, is it club sanction? Is it sacked? Mm. To me, it's but a ba- totally different shift. Bailey Smith wasn't sacked. Ginevan wasn't sacked. Mumford wasn't sacked. We've had other players. I think clubs are pretty good now sanctioned. at supporting. They were sanctioned. Yeah, sanctioned through the AFL. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's my point. So it's penalty rather than support. I think right now, as it's it can it, be I'm both. comfortable with how it sits right now. Otherwise, you're naming and shaming. You can't just oh. drop a player and not tell people that it's drug-related. That, that, that is ridiculous. Oh, you can have a tight calf. one three hundred seven three six seven. We're going to lie to everyone. That's the, that's well, the we outcome. Do that any, we do that anyway. We've got long-term, short-term, medium-term injury list clubs. Lie to the media all the time and their supporters. Not really uh, drugs. I've gone over time, but it was a discussion I think that was worthwhile having. Sam Mitchell is going to join us as well. Then we'll put aside a lot of time for you to have your say, and you can join in the conversation on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The weather update today, this summer be prepared for extreme weather and sign up for SMS outage alerts, unitedenergy.com.au slash notify in Melbourne today, headed for a nice top of 23 uh, degrees. Feedback off the temper text, a um, few querying Clayton Oliver and his hamstring last year. Getting, yeah, and I'm getting hammered here on the text. A lot of people with you and, and I would expect that because uh, people want to know. If if the club hierarchy know, then generally it gets to the media and generally numbers are given out and people in the public know. And I don't think that's I don't think that's a great way forward. Buck said on Monday um, that he, he when he was coaching Collingwood, he finished a training session and I think it was two players finished the session, no worries, finished, no issue, no injury uh, issues whatsoever, and then. The doctor just came up to him after training and said, "These two players are out. They've both done hammies," and he 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 didn't he had no idea. He, he's but he just suspected that there may have been an issue in the space that we're talking about because he's looking at. It. And I said to him, "Did you question it at the time?" He said, "No, I didn't." But in hindsight, I look back and go, "Gee, that was that was strange." So I don't know. It's just there's just so many vague areas around yeah. this, and and it's going um, it's it's going to go. It's only going in one direction. Let's put it that way. It's only going in one direction, and, and we need to just constantly keep our finger on the pulse. And this is why we talk about cultures a lot, because the leaders at your footy club, I mean the player leaders, not the not the uh, CEO and the, the president and the like. I mean the, the, the Max Gorns need mm. to have a great handle on what their, their troops are doing. What the, the, There's 40 guys beneath them or around them. It is hard to be across them all. So you need those... 
those tentacles getting out and around the support crew, you know, the vice captains, the leadership group, you know, the centre of influence type players to be able to report the information back, hey, look, we've got a problem with this guy. We've got a problem with that guy, Max. You might need to address this. That is so important at a footy club. And to me, that's the only way these things get addressed. I don't, I just don't agree with the, the naming and the shaming. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, so I'm not suggesting publicly name and shame. I just think the footy manager, the coach should have a bit more information than what they're being given so that they can sort out any issues that arise. Because Max keeps saying, well, I'd know because of the hair tip. You wouldn't know, Max, because that information hasn't been made. So in America, right, they've yeah. got set penalties. So first offence, I think, is three weeks. Second offence, I think, is six weeks. And third offence, you're into a program. And, and I think after that, you're out. And and if you're suspended over there or or don't play, you don't get paid. Most players mm. don't get paid. Only, there's only a select few that have got guaranteed coins. So it impacts them in in several different ways. So maybe that's maybe that's where we're heading to. I don't know. But see, if you're taking it out of the hands of the doctors, you want to you want to establish a very good support program. All right, there's an emergency warning. It's active this morning for Beaufort and surrounding towns, as well as Elmhurst and Amphitheatre. A bushfire between Mount Cole and Raglan is not yet under control. The bushfire is travelling in a northeasterly direction towards Avoca. Leaving immediately is the safest option before conditions become too dangerous. Use multiple sources to stay informed, including the Vic emergency app or website. For emergency assistance from the SES, call 132500 or triple zero in a life-threatening emergency. This is Fireball Friday. The Hawthorne coach, Sam Mitchell, next. Kane and King. Fireball. Very shortly, Sam Mitchell is going to join us. They take on the Dogs and the Community Series uh, the week after, so we'll speak to him about that. But um, there's been a fair bit going on uh, with Sam Mitchell since last time we spoke. Let's <laughs> just put it lightly. Oh, wow. The disastrous training session that lost three or four. Oh. Um, even your man, DGB. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Yep, um, McCabe's gone. McCabe's now a name we can add to the list, Jaff, and obviously Blank's the fullback. Yep, Day. Yeah, Day. Well, he's out of the, he's got some positive news in the last okay. couple of days. So the scan, I think he's out of the moon boot now. More glandular fever. You ever yeah. had that? No. No. It's uh, so he's he's just hanging in, Sam. He's, he might have to pull the boots on again. The way no, the injury list is coming along. Let's go to him now. Uh, thanks for your time, Mitch. How are you? An absolute carry on from you too. It's the first day finally we get to play opposition. Feeling <laughs> optimistic, and you guys trying to drag me down. Not going to work. I'm excited today. <laughs> give us give us the excitement and give us the optimism then. <laughs> Oh, well, the optimism is we finally get to play opposition and good opposition with the Bulldogs. So looking forward to actually seeing how some of our um, practice has gone. I mean, there's, in every training session, you're, you're winning and you're, every every team is sort of undefeated, got that feeling about it. And now we get to actually go and play opposition and see if some of the things we've been working on stand up and what tweaks we need to make. But excited to see some of our boys um, actually get to compete in earnest today. Mitch, I've only seen you three or four times, but Marby or Chole, every time I come and have a look, he he's he's got a presence with this group already. His ball use is, is supreme, but he's slotted into that forward line perfectly. Yeah, Marby's has been a great acquisition so far. I mean, I think everyone right now is feeling is feeling good, other than the lads who are obviously 
um, injured at the moment. I think everyone's got a level of um, positivity about their play. And I think the thing with Mars is he makes everyone else around him walk a little bit taller. Last year, we really struggled for, for tall forwards and we had to sort of find a way to make something work in the front half when Mitch Lewis wasn't there. So having a little bit of weight taken off Mitch Lewis's shoulders and having a second marking option in the front half is is pretty nice for us when we a lot of times had zero last year. So that should make us a little bit more potent in front of the ball. But by the same by the same token, the, the goals don't put through themselves. So hopefully Marbs can do a good job of it this year. So we've talked a lot about who's not there and who's on the injury list and all that sort of stuff. Give us a couple of names that have really jumped off the page and have, have probably shocked you. One I'd love to throw up is Henry Husswaite. I think he's had a terrific preseason and looks ready now to play significant midfield minutes. Yeah, so Henry is, I mean, he's a 195 inside mid. Um, so he's he's got that sort of tall, gangly type of movement about him. He's a beautiful mover. He'll play he'll play the first four quarters today. So with our stronger with our stronger team, and we'll see how he goes. We're not exactly our best team in the first four, but it's pretty close to that. So looking forward to to seeing how he goes. I think those guys who have come into their second year quite often um, you you're not you're not sure in your first year exactly what what you're capable of and you're not sure how to push yourself and your training history, everyone's usually a bit careful with the first year. So in the second year, I think those guys have really been able to, to kick on and had really good pre-season. So uh, we had a bit of a chat as coaches yesterday, what we're looking forward to. And I think the second year just came up pretty quickly. We were a bit surprised perhaps with, with Gunston coming back to the footy club. Now I know he was the one you didn't want to lose when, when you did cut pretty deep, but he, but he is back and, and probably, you're glad that he is Mitch. He gives you some flexibility. Is there a chance he can go back? Well, there's some there's some chance. I mean, the thing with Jack is he's a um, such a wise old head, and we've been talking to him a lot about what the team needs and what we're working on. And he spent the whole summer, um, you know, almost as much a coach as he has been a player, which has been fantastic for Adrian Hickman in the front half of the ground. So he's been. He's been excellent, and as the injuries started to to get a little bit deeper in the back half, obviously had a had a quick, quick chat with him about about potentially playing in the back half, and that's not something we'll we'll trial just yet. Um, but we know we've got it in the kit bag. He's done it before, and um, we're moving Blake Harvick forward at the moment, so we'll see. We'll continue to see how that looks over the next week or two, and make some decisions a bit closer to round one. But if the squeeze comes, you know Jack's one of those players who he adds value on and off the field, and if it's on the field, then figuring out which part of the ground we need a bit more leadership and a bit more of a wise old head. Um, you know, he's more than willing to play wherever the wherever he's required. Mitch, how do you handle this young group in terms of what's happening at other clubs? So you've got a great opportunity to chat about what's happening at Melbourne with your group. Have you taken that opportunity? Do you address, do you address these sorts of things, or do you just expect that... Um, they'll be aware of of the pitfalls of, of what's happening at Melbourne and the like at the moment. Uh, I probably don't want to get into too much detail about other clubs, but I certainly talked to our our players. Well, our leaders really is where I I sort of figure my my role is. I have a chat with them about um, you know what's happening and some pitfalls and trying to put old head on young shoulders is always is always difficult. But our players are. Um, yeah, they know what's happening, and they're uh, well well versed in in what what it looks like out there. So you know, I try and give them as much advice as we can, uh, while letting them live their lives. But you know, I think we all we all appreciate that there's no place for for drugs in sport, and um, it's unfortunate what's happening there. And making sure that our players understand that 
you know, if you go down this path, you know, it can be pretty bumpy. Mm. Mark Robinson has written today in the Herald Sun, Mitch, about a meeting that Alistair Clarkson called with the playing group in 2008 where he, he essentially said no one's leaving this room until we admit and own up to taking illicit drugs. You would have been in that meeting. Is that your recollection of it? Well, I mean, a couple of things about it. One is, um, and Kane, you would well know that um, if there was a meeting like that, um, you know, it's 15 years ago, yeah. Uh, so everyone's memory of if there was a meeting like that, it would be a bit different. But if there was, um, my understanding of a meeting like that was it shouldn't really be spoken about. And I'd be disappointed if people were speaking about meetings we were having at our workplace now outside of that space. So I don't think it's quite appropriate to speak about um, what happens on meetings inside football clubs. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you won't confirm or deny that story. Well, yeah, yep, well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll leave you with a positive one, Mitch, because uh, Kingy and I are captivated by the Wizard Watson. Oh, yes. Uh, I've set the over and under at 36 goals. 40 um, you went early, I think. Is that too high? Oh, I, hope, I hope not, but that's a lot of, that's a lot of goals. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I think Rochelle had a fantastic year. In his first year, I think he kicked 17. Um, I think um, Jaden Stephenson might have kicked close to that in his yep. his first year, which he was outstanding. But most of the small forwards, I think the thing with the Wiz is it's not just the goals. I had a really good chat with with him and, and Guinea the other day that um, goals is fantastic, but it's not the only way to rate your game. And, and Guinea made the comment to me that he feels you know a bit fitter and his his pressure is a bit better and he's doing a fair bit more up the ground. So even if he doesn't hit the scoreboard, he's able to have an impact on the game. And I think when you watch when you watch those two players in particular, uh, it's going to be more than their scoreboard impact. It's going to be their presence around the front half of the ground that hopefully causes the opposition a lot of trouble and can create scores for us. You don't mean that. I hate when coaches say that. It's not about goals. Well, I hope they kick heaps of goals, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Mitch, you're going to join us regularly, which we appreciate. So the Hawks are going to get their first taste of opposition today. They take on the Dogs from 11 o'clock at the Witten Oval. 31 players you have named, and we're excited to see how you go. I appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on, guys. Sam Mitchell, the Hawthorne coach. The McNugget buddies are back at Macca's. Get yours in the limited edition Kerwin Frost box. Now... Our interviews are done. They've been big ones this morning, but it is over to you. You can have your say, 1-300-736-736. Tame and King. It's a very good morning. If you're just joining us, Alan Richardson answered the difficult questions and also reflected on the decision of Angus Brayshaw to retire. Sam Mitchell, moments ago, you can catch up on that if you've missed it on the podcast. And up next, the Friday agenda. So stick around. Mark, Danny, Greg want to have their say. There's a lot to get through in the next 60 minutes. Our Choices Flooring Twitter poll is up. Design, visualise and create your perfect floor with room view. Your calls and the agenda is next. Tame and King. The Friday agenda. The Friday Agenda is back. If you want to put something on the agenda, let us know. one 736 736 Kingy, what's on your agenda this morning? I've got one for you. If I'm Matthew Nix, I'm going to have a coffee with Mark Rusciuto and I'm saying, look, you know what? I'm, I'm invested in this club. 
I've shown that I can coach. I've given you enough uh, evidence to show that we can succeed or contend here. And if you don't want to commit to that, then that's that's your call. That's fine. But, and it's a big but, if others come knocking with a generous financial reward and a significant tenure to coach elsewhere, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if I if I investigate that further. Now, it'd be a bold, it'd be a bold move. Well, we've seen it before. So if I, so it if happened I'm, with Ross Lyon at yeah, St Kilda going to Fremantle. Had some stronger results than Matthew Nix. So if I'm I'm sitting there, I'm Rue. You're Matthew Nix. You've come to me. I say, well, Nixie, you've won three, seven, eight, yep. and eleven games in yep. four years. I just needed a little bit more information. That's fine. I don't think there's any need to rush into it, and we can make and have this discussion again yeah. after round seven so, or eight. Happy for you to have that opinion. It's not, there's no animosity here. We're all friends. But you can hold that reservation, right? And whilst you're gathering your thoughts and you're still not sure on me, whilst you've got that little asterisk, allow me to to do the same thing from a coaching point of view and look after my career long term and investigate the opportunity if a Fremantle comes knocking or if a Western Bulldogs come knocking. or yeah. uh, the, So the... the, the both parties are at play. I, I don't see. I I would think. Do you do you regard him that highly that he's in the poachable category, like a, like Fremantle came and got Ross, or like the Saints are inter, interested in Luke Beveridge, it's or different. like Gold Coast have done with Harvey? I don't see him at that level yet. No, and, and it's impossible to see him at that level now. He doesn't have the evidence. The numbers aren't there. The wins aren't there just yet. But what are you what are you looking for in a senior coach? Does he have that? And I think that if you, you know, most people are, are of the opinion that the West Coast Eagles would be looking for a new coach. I don't think Matthew Nix has had the talent to work with at Adelaide that other clubs have had. Ross mm. Lyon, when he left St Kilda, had far more talent than what the Adelaide Crows have got now um, by comparison to the football club. So I say, don't leave me swinging here. If, if you don't want to back me, that's all right. But I, st- I think it's a coach's market. It, it, it's It's... it's it's a seller's market at the moment. If you're a very good senior coach, there will be, I think, many opportunities at the end of this year for other for other form, other employment opportunities. I think there'll be there potentially be a couple in Western Australia. Um, there may be one, you know, in the, the Western Bulldogs. Well, Who knows sack, what Chris Scott's Ken. doing? Well, Kenny's under pressure. You've said he's not going to make the eight. So if he's not making the eight, he's under pressure, isn't he? <laughs> so all clubs are under pressure in different forms, but. I just think there's a, it's a two-way discussion. We always just think, oh, the club, the club hold all the aces. Well, maybe not always. Uh, have you say oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the temper text. I was interviewing Jacob Kaczynski, um during the week, and I thought of you when he when he gave this answer and some of the terms that players are now using. I thought you might find interesting. I think you'll probably find that most defenses are roll around, particularly on fast players. So your man might take off and go press another man in front of you and you think you're in space, so you actually hold. But from behind the goals sort of angle, which most fans don't really get to see too often, uh, most teams will generate their spare behind the football off the winger and they do press down um, quite hard, uh, which allows that defender behind you who might have been playing, he's sort of that medium sort of rangy uh, defender, which allows him to drop off. And then when you think you're free and you're sort of like holding to protect your space, you get sort of creamed from behind without really expecting it. So mm. at times it does, but 
um, with the amount of technology we have these days, you can sort of see, and you go into a game knowing what defences are going to do. So um, at the end of the day, you sort of got to try and play it pretty smart and try and tease it out. And I guess uh, we sort of have a term of sort of getting lost between the cracks, like how best can you commit a defender um, and cause hesitancy? Yeah. So maybe force them to not press the ball or not run as hard. So it's about sort of trying to get him and slip between the cracks. We were hard up against the, the, the break there, so I was trying to hurry him up a little bit. But that was a minute. How yeah. much information did he just give then of the life of playing as a key forward now with rolling defences, zones, wingers coming back, opponents pressing from behind? I did like the term get lost between the cracks as yeah. a forward. That, that's what you're trying to do. I just thought it was a good insight into uh, the fans out there who watch their forwards play. And they go, Gee, what, what, why can he never get free? Well, that's because another defender or a wing has come across to chop them out. Was a good, I just thought it was a good yeah, bit of information. It is. And I think the football fan's never been smarter, never yep. been more across what's actually going on in the game. There's so many shows now that that review, you know, with, with good quality, high quality vision. Um, and the average fan going to the football now, they see this. They see this constant rolling of... Uh, of players, particularly the wingman behind the ball first. So they're aware of that. He's, is he the answer for, for the Tigers? No, I wouldn't have. I'm not confident in that, no. How many um, games does he play this year? We played 12 for Hawthorne last year, so I think he'll, he'll eclipse that depending on the availability of Tom Lynch and the success of Bolter and whether they can stand up. Well, he probably plays most games, but it's just whether he can give them a meaningful return on investment. And he spoke about his inconsistencies that level him and why he believes that that's the case, but he thinks the game style at Richmond will suit him better than perhaps it did at, uh, at the Hawks. Danny's on the road. You want to put something on the, uh, on the agenda for us, Danny? Yeah, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, King, uh, sorry, Kane. Um, my son showed me uh, some, some photos the other day. I think it was off your socials and that of, uh, of yourself and Andrew McLeod doing some training. My Lord. That man is in unbelievable, Nick. Is there a cap on mature age retreats? It's um, honestly, it's a thing of beauty. What's he doing? He just—you should see him. You, Brooksy will show you the picture of his arms. He's just muscle on muscle. He never, never looked better. Um, hasn't eaten bread in three years. He reckons. <laughs> just strict diet, trains hard. Him and his son Connor. So it—it's inspiring. I think he's you know mid forties now. Danny and, and looks as if he could still play. So is this uh, is this in preparation for the fight? There was a there was a little Hang bit on. of there was a little bit of sparring going on. Spar- during the Are you sparring Andrew McLeod? Yeah, that's that's oh, true. How's it going? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not good at all. Thanks, Danny, for putting that in the agenda. <laughs> uh, Greg's on the line. You want to speak about Joel Smith and the events of the week? Okay, guys. Uh, thanks for taking me call. Um, I've heard a lot about. Joel Smith and what's going on with um, the various sagas that he's going through at the moment. Now, one of the topics that I my ears break up at is the term dealer or supplier that he can supply and he texts Traffic teammates up. basically saying that, you know, he, he, he can, you know, produce some nose candy if they require it. Now, surely I'm thinking outside the box, he, he would be getting inquiries, wouldn't he? from teammates because you would have to be a bona fide imbecile to just get on your phone and start texting around saying I can I can supply so I'm thinking a bit deeper is this the tip of the iceberg is there more people because it's all about supply and demand isn't it I mean well that's that's the messy that's how messy the situation is we don't know 
We don't know. We don't have the information. I don't even know if Melbourne have got the information. I hope they're trying to get to the bottom of it. But the problem with a story like this is that people get implicated, and his teammates do. And there may be a lot of innocent players at Melbourne going about their business like the full professionals that most of them probably are. But we just don't know, Greg. So it's the been number a, it's, is important, isn't it? It is a hundred percent. If if there's three or three's the minimum that 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 you can be charged or alleged to have. Uh, partaking in trafficking is the term that they use, which is not not a not a great term. I don't think it's I don't think it's reflective of this situation. But three is the minimum. So if there is if there is only to be three, I think the feedback will be different. If there's say fifteen or mm. eighteen or twenty, then we have a problem. Pete's in Paran. Uh, Kingy thinks Matthew Nick should approach Mark Rashudo and say, "Come on, come on, Rue. If you don't." Get me going now. Oh, don't be surprised if I leave. What's don't your threaten. Just, sort of just put it on no, the just, table. Just put it, put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, do you th- what do you think, Pete? Would that be a good tactic? Well, normally I think that everything Kingy says is gold, and I mean that sincerely. But today he must have had too much coffee or not enough coffee. Too many McCaffrey's. It sounded like, Mal- <laughs> like Malmaninga pitching Mal- for <laughs> politics when he said at the end of it, I'm stuffed or I'm cooked. So uh, he's backtracked big time. He's gone in there with no, no hand. and got hey, if you don't, if you don't spend, I'm walking to. No, I'm not saying he's walking, Pete. I'm just saying he's open to Offers. He's open to conversations. Well, I'll I'll tell Nixie. Nixie, pack your bag, son. Thanks very much. Uh, Thanks for all your uh, goodwill as well. There you go. All the opportunities come to you that will not come. Pete, I don't think that the Adelaide Crows list has been as good as what what others have have portrayed. I think it's an average list that's that's got some work to do to, to fill some cracks. And I think he's shown that he's... He's got the coaching side of it uh, covered. It's just waiting for the list to come with him. For those that weren't with yeah. us this morning, thank you for your thoughts, Pete. Uh, Kingy did have the six that he's locked in. I'm, just, so I'm we having got trouble doing that. I'm having real trouble. Collingwood, Brisbane, the Giants, Carlton, Sydney, and the Saints. And then he's got seven teams vying for two spots. Mm. Now, Cats fans, he doesn't even have you in that seven. He's got the Dogs. Don't upset the Cats. Melbourne, Adelaide, Port, Fremantle. Gold Coast and Essendon. Who are you leaning towards that cluster of seven for two spots is the next to go in? Who are you lean who are you leaning towards? Well Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne okay. are, Melbourne are good enough, but there's a lot going on. A and is there questions. a tipping point is is probably my, my question mark. Fremantle are good enough to be in there, but are they? Port Adelaide are good enough to be in there. But you haven't got them in yours, so I should have them in mine. <laughs> the Western Bulldogs are good enough, but you know, is that a happy camp? Are they able to actually perform and get on with the business of winning games? If they are, I could easily see those teams charging for top four. But I don't have them in. What do you think about Pete calling you Mal Meninga? And I don't mind it. Uh, for those that missed it, he he here is Mal's Mal. best work. Outstanding. Oh, a number of reasons. Um, I guess throughout my sporting career, I've had the the urge to do community work, and I think I've you know I've really worked hard on that aspect uh, my 16 years in Canberra, and the thing about that is that I was I guess a public figure, and I was put it on a, as a as on the podium where I was just a person out there making sure that I was. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm buggered. He's buggered. I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, Mal. <laughs> That's what Pete's, Pete's compared you to that. I like that. Uh, Anytime we play, can play that audio, just keep it rolling. <laughs>
Well done, Jordan. SEM Breakfast. You can book online for the best rate to melbourneairport.com.au. And we're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's the Friday Agenda. Continued after this. Kane and King. Kane and Kingy with you on what has been a very, very busy morning. We're continuing the Friday agenda now. I want to read something to you, Kingy, and then I want to have a discussion with you. Um, This is what it says. There are Chris Judd-like traits. He has phenomenal endurance, but also electric speed. It's a rare combination. He hadn't played all that much footy during his early days, and I think... He's just starting to find out how good he can be. We haven't played him that much as an inside mid yet, but he can be a good stoppage player as well. I believe he could be the best player in the competition at some stage. He truly could. Do you know who said that quote and who those words were about? Tell me. It was Patrick Dangerfield speaking about Max Holmes. Yep. So my question to you is, if that is the opinion of Patrick Dangerfield and one of his teammates. Now, this was a year ago. Yep. This was a year ago that this was uh, that he said this. Yep. Why are they playing him off halfback? I don't get the obsession with halfback. We spoke about this with Nick Martin Ooh. last week. You should start to get it. Well, I don't, I don't get Because if there's one area of Geelong's game that they're struggling for depth and numbers and impact, it's through the midfield. If you've got a Judd-like player who has the potential to be the best player in the competition and they hadn't used him much as an inside mid yet, but he can be a good stoppage player, why are they playing him across half-back? Well, it's become my new favourite position. That oh, I know, but that it's, it, it, cause everyone looks back. great and it's easy. good to get a kick. And Look, there's a, it's an important role. It's a great role. But you're not going to play Chris Judd off half-back. No, no, but but clearly, if he's performing to that level, he's in the middle. He hasn't performed so that's, to that. So level. that's so that's the yeah. So that's the follow on. That's the the deeper discussion. Is he under? Has he underperformed? And is this a bit of a not a not a not clearly not a last roll of the dice? But is this um, saying something about where? Well, you know, was Patrick Dangerfield wrong in those comments? Was he? Well, you'd have to say he was wrong, wouldn't you? I mean, he, mm. we hasn't. We have oh, not saying he's wrong. Let's just say we haven't seen it yet because yeah. he's still very young. How old is this guy? No, he's young. He's 22, 21, 22. Yeah, yeah, he's played 50 games of footy. So maybe maybe this is the year we see more of it. I think conference is such a big part for these younger players and he's he's given way for players like Guthrie and those sorts to come through. So maybe the injury to Guthrie throws him back into the middle. I don't know what Chris Scott's planning, but I'm not going mm. to I'm not going to um argue with Patrick Dangerfield, who would have seen a hell of a lot of Max Holmes at training. And sometimes players don't really believe that they're there. They don't believe they can dominate AFL footy in, until they start to do it and, and the penny drops. So yeah. maybe he's So talk to me about the halfback role and why you're getting it and why it's become so important to the point where a lot of clubs are putting their better players across halfback, particularly the young ones. If you haven't got one, you're missing a trick. If you're not if you're not doing what I think Craig McRae started, he started with Nick Dacos as an extra midfielder. You just come up and don't worry about who that forward is. We'll play five defenders versus six forwards on occasion, and wingmen will help, and when midfielders will help, we just want you to get your hands on the ball. So your best ball user is basically playing as an extra midfielder. So I think it's a it's a weapon that clearly Brad Scott's going to use with Nick Martin. Wait till you see it. 
You'll see it this afternoon against uh, St Kilda down at uh, Linton Street there, and, and you'll say, wow, why would we have this guy dying on the vine on a wing when a wingman touches the ball, what, 15 times a game? Mm. They have no impact. This guy's probably one of their better kicks. He's, he's inside forward 50. He's inside defensive 50. He's just freewheeling. I, I love the role. And, and I think if you've got the, a skillful type that has trouble winning his own ball, then give him that role. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was the last sort of role of the. We saw it a bit with Rioli at, at Richmond. It's sort of sort of dying on the half forward flank, go back and reignites your career. We see it a bit and have seen it a bit with the with the veteran players. Sam Mitchell did it to to sort of finish his career. But if I've got Chris Judd, I don't want to play him across half back. No, so well, I don't know how not, like he's not Chris Judd though, is he? No, I, I understand. But if he's got Chris Judd like traits. I want to see him kicking the ball inside 50, doing real damage in the front half of the ground. I'd love to see Sheasel. I mean, he's done an excellent apprenticeship across half, but I'd love to see Sheasel doing damage in the forward half of the ground now. Uh, McKercher can do that off half back, you know, earn his stripes doing that. And Reed will be the same at West Coast. They're saying they're going to play across half back. But once you then graduate, let's be doing your damage in the front half. I think, uh, uh, think Reed's going to be centre bounce midfielder. And then and go then to back. Yeah. We haven't, so we haven't quite seen that, have we? No, we. I think we saw it. Uh, Bit of Pendlebury, maybe bits and pieces with yeah. Elliot Yo on occasion. But I think that's the planning with him. So something different. You've got to just try and educate whilst protecting the young bodies as well. They're very young. They're very, they're very slight. Some of them. I understand that uh, Harley's not as slight as others, but he's still a young body, a young man in in the big league. Uh, got to give him some time to settle. Best of the halfbacks, the lizard Blakey. The lizard take Dacos, take take Dacos out of it. This what what he's about to do or has or he's doing. You know who he pl- has the he defends as well. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too. Concerned You're not with big defending. on the lizard. I'm not, I'm not too concerned be. about the defensive side, but I think the team structures can sort that out. You know, I want to see Brisbane do it with Kitty Coleman. Yeah, he'll I, do want, it. I want Kitty Coleman getting 28, 30 possessions. Not, not a nice good twenty. I want, I want an extra fifty percent. I want him to be, to roam and free will. Can they do that? Are they, are they able to embrace what others are doing? Because it's a hell of a challenge if the opposition coach, who's on Coleman, who's on, mm. who's on Dacos, Where, where's he actually playing? I hope um, he's got fitter. I hope, I hope Kitty's got fitter so he can actually run out the second half of games. He turned that game against Carlton in the prelim, and he was excellent in the first half of the grand final. Then he couldn't run. After that, I know it was hot. I know it was a high-pressure game, but I hope I hope he's really worked on his I've, endurance. I've got a question for you, though. I know we've got to get to a little news break. Yeah. But I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of notice on this one. In, now that, now that the, the dust has settled, the Damien Hardwick exit from Richmond and re-entry back to Gold Coast, is it the perfect model for coaches looking to do that going forward? Well, not not if is it uh, the not if the club model. that he's leaving, he still has eighteen months left of a contract. Don't worry about the left, contract. Is it the perfect left exit? The, they're left in the lurch at round nine. No one's in so the lurch. No one's in the lurch. The Richmond, Richmond are, are in the lurch. Richmond are happy with, thrilled with his service. I'm just is the model the way forward? Well, it's perfect if you can get a payout at your club, have a break, go overseas, have a terrific holiday, and then sign a five year deal and. Head up to the Gold Coast. So, yes, to answer your question, I don't need any notice. I don't need any notice for this. Perfect for Hardwick and anyone else. I don't know if it's great for the club they're leaving. So, if you were Chris be, be like, Scott. Be like Chris Scott at round nine going, I'm cooked. Yeah. I'm going to go on a holiday. 
and then I'm going to go to Fremantle. I've done everything I can with this group. I don't know if I can advance them any further. They're tired of my message. What do we think, guys? Can we shake I would hands? Hope, I would hope you'd get through to the end of the year and give it all you've got until the end of the year what, and then have the, that discussion you've got, No, you've, got, you've lost your voice with the group. They're tired of you'd you. You'd know that now. What's the extra 13 you'd, weeks well, going to do? That's nine, nine weeks. We'd know that now. It was I a question with notice, and you're I, going with it now. <laughs> uh, we've got Billy, we've got Michael, we've got Matt, we've got Stuart all lining up after the news headlines. Welcome back to Fireball Friday. We've lost Kane Corns for a moment uh, in Adelaide. He's frantically pressing buttons. Oh, this is... I'm back. This is... Oh, I'm back. I just oh, left my oh, laptop oh, on the cough button. That's what? what happened. Did you really? No, I didn't. Oh. I, um, I turned on microphone Jeez, two instead there. of turning on microphone one. Tell so me, that was a disaster. You saved yourself from significant feedback just then. Oh, I did well. I was saying, as no one could hear me, that the captain's run is coming up with Sammy Edmund, and he's got one of your favourites, Brisbane Lions star Zach Bailey, going to join him. In the meantime, Billy has been waiting very, very patiently. It's prediction season. Billy, you got one for us? I do. Chad's brother and king. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. I'm just pleading with the punters. I love the predictions from everyone. You have had Robbo, we've had Mike Shoom, we've had everyone. They're nothing but opinions, folks. They're nothing but opinions. I'm a Melbourne man. I've been a member for 30 years. I've got no idea what they're going to dish up. <laughs> but it's all about opinions and there's no need to uh, That's a bit go too far. Yeah, that's, the, that's, the easy, that's the yeah. easy way out. What you, Stick they, your neck out. Where are they finishing, Bill? Yeah, uh, I reckon fourth and I think uh, there's a lot of smoke but uh, I think internally, I've heard some rumours, boys, that uh, Clary Oliver's been uh, fit as a fiddle and running the tan in uh, the early hours of the morning. Right. <laughs> Good on you, Bill. We got it out of you in the end. You're gonna, you got them finishing fourth. We'll hold you to that as well. Michael's in Adelaide. We've been having the Matthew Nix discussion, Michael. You got a view? Yeah, I do, boys. Sorry, this is pretty funny. I'm trying to help 30 kids pack up sleeping bags at a school camp. And oh, listen, where, where, where are you? Hang on. Uh, hang on. Um, this, is, this is more interesting than Matthew Nix. How'd you go? Did the kids behave themselves? I'm just laughing. Because I said to the kids, I'm like, wait there, guys. I've got a phone call. Um, we're in Woodhouse in the Adelaide Hills, Kane. You'd oh, know I've been it. there. Yeah, absolutely. I went there in year six. Good yeah, time. mate. Well, these guys are year sevens and they're awesome. So, no, they should be proud of themselves. They've had an awesome week. Good on you, mate. What do you think about the Nixons? Bloody hell. Oh, anyway. Yeah, so... Kingy's spot on. I think that is the perfect call. And his, his call about Hardwick as well is the perfect call as well. But back to Nixie, I think absolutely yes, Crows sign him because they have got a very bright future. The only thing, and it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on this, Kane, I've got, I'm a Crows supporter. I've got a lot of Crows supporters, um, mates and family, and they are very impatient. And I don't, they just want success straight away. And, and a lot of friends can't see that future that they've got coming up. And it's it's more like instant success, and it always has been like that. What are your thoughts on that? Where do you now? I, I think the Crows fans have been pretty understanding of the situation the club's been in, uh, but now yep. there's a bit of impatience coming. It's been a long time since that '98 flag, and I yeah. think they're good enough to play finals this year. They're good enough to challenge for top four. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. Like, I'd so love now, to see so that. So now's the now it's go time. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, now, the development know. stuff's over. Giving players opportunities is over. Pick your best team. I think you've got all the tools. Maybe one key defender short. Um, but, they, I mean, they played some a terrific style of footy last year, and they, they will challenge significantly, I reckon. Good on you, Michael, nice joining to, us from school camp. Yeah, nice to know they're doing camps again in Adelaide. That's excellent. <laughs> that is excellent. Hey, I heard you talk about the Adelaide Crows leadership group this week. Yeah. Anyone gets a prize. If, well, not everyone. Where's Rochelle and Rankin in that? Well, Rochelle's third year. Yeah. So bit She's all second year. Bit early for you. It'd be pretty rare. You, you sort of won out the box. If Mate, you've got eight guys groups. in there. You're telling me three of them won't even play. And well, not... that, that was, that's the point. It's... So where's, where's Rochelle then? No, Rochelle's not. He let himself down a couple of times last year. Got the undisciplined suspension. Where's Rankin? Didn't... Well, Rankin's an interesting point. I think that's... That's well worth. Were they not professional enough? Do they not train hard enough? I don't know. Are they not setting the standards? You'd have to ask the teammates. I'm asking you. You're the mayor of Adelaide. Everyone, everyone wins a prize. I got Lockie Murphy in the damn leadership group. Where's Rankin? I want to know. Mitch Hinge. Mitch Hinge is in the leadership group. Good player, Mitch Hinge. Much improved, but leader at Adelaide. I wouldn't. Riley O'Brien. Interesting. Um, Good on you, Michael. Um, Matt, what do you think about this uh, halfback phenomenon? There's a half-back role. Kingy, you, you've got to pump up from the caller before. But I'm gonna, Craig McRae is not responsible for the freewheeling half-back. Who is? Neil Danaher did it with Aaron Davey back in the early 2000s. Cool. Um, Neil Danaher does not get enough credit for some of the uh, innovations that he did when he was coaching. Uh, and having your best ball user off half-back is one of them. Now, I don't... I don't say having your best ball user there because Andrew McLeod played there back uh, way back when we were talking about before, Cornsy. What I'm saying, Matt, is the guy that plays halfback is not assigned to an opponent. They're basically becoming an extra midfielder. Like we've used the half forward flank in the last 10 years, we're now using it as a halfback. So it's it's a slight tweak from from just being your best ball user. Mm. Good on you. Thank Good you. Um, He's right, I, though. Neil, Neil doesn't get enough credit for his coaching. No, nah, I, I used to hate. Cause as a tag, there's nothing worse than trying to tag a half back. So you yeah. play as a half forward, trying to tag. I did it with McLeod a lot, obviously, but there, there was a stack of them, Sam Mitchell at times. It's a yeah, tough role. I wonder if we'll see a bit more of that. Ben Key style um, run with as a half forward. He's in the leadership group. Don't worry. I'll have him in there. Don't worry about that. Uh, (laughs) Dave's on the road. G'day, Dave. (laughs) No, we'll get rid of Dave because there's a lot of people wanting to have their say. You get one shot. Stuart's on the line. Half backs as well. Stuart, your thoughts? Yeah, boys. Love your Friday show. Thank you. Um, just um, how accountable are these guys, though, like with an opponent? I think, Kingy, you might have touched on it that the others help and so forth. But if there's a goal against and the guys run up to the half-forward line, I used to play full-back when I played through. I used to hate it when they used to run, but they'd never come back. Yeah. So <laughs> is there any accountability or do they just no, let it go? Zero. Zero. You know what, Stuart? It's really creeping in at the moment, and this is frustrating the hell out of me. When you concede a goal now, as the defender conceding a goal or defensive unit, they go and high five. It's almost like, don't worry about it, move on. Straight on. I, lo- I, mean, I would have loved that. I'd be high fiving every five minutes. <laughs> How'd we go, guys? Didn't hold up. All right, we'll see you again in 10. Oh, it's amazing. Exactly. They, yeah, just, they, they just move on. S- skill error, kick it out of bounds on the forward, and it costs them a goal. They, they sort of shake it off. And like, oh, look, there's something admirable about it just to, to move on. There'll be some psychology involved in that that. It's on to the next one. Nothing you can do about the past. So it's kind of admirable. It's not something that I would have been any good at at all. Um, Steve, just sit tight. 
Steve in Lilydale. He's he's the biggest crow's nuffy you've ever heard of. And no doubt he'll want to have a crack at me. So it's probably worth sticking around for Steve. Joe wants to have his say as well. It's Fireball Friday, covering a lot of territory this morning, which we love. Back after this. Uh, our next caller would be nervous. The expectations finally upon Adelaide to do something this year after one of the longest premiership droughts we've seen. He's in Lilydale. His name is Steve. Steve, good morning and welcome back to Fireball Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, uh, hi Kane. Big fan. Hi, David. It's nice to talk to you. Uh, Dave, I just wanted to, to add a little bit of context about Kane. was talking about... Um, you know, it's uh, uh, Damien Hardwick uh, letting the club down by leaving halfway through the season. This is a bloke that retired after eight rounds because he wanted to go and be a fireman. They carried him off. They carried him off. 300 games, waved <laughs> to the crowd, raised the bat, and then said, right, lads, I'm putting my helmet on and I'm off. So I think a little bit of context <laughs> needs to be put on that. Oh, it's a very good call. I'm glad you called him, Steve. Feel free to call him again next week. <laughs> good on you, you idiot. Joe's in Coburg. G'day, Joe. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, g'day, boys. Hey, um... Tell you what, the running halfbacks flanks was uh, really started by Paul Roos. He, um, as a centre halfback, he'd pick up 25, 30 touches a game, no problem whatsoever. Yeah. And he really made that role um, in, into something that uh, that I was followed on and did with. Yeah, good call, Joe. He did it before it was a team tactic. He just did it as a sole, <laughs> a sole halfback. I'm yeah, doing the, my own thing. The double, the double glove was in. It was an interesting and phase the in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, and the big thigh guards, huge um, mattress on his legs. Up. Wasn't wasn't a great. What a player though. Look, look at his record. I reckon he's. I think he's Brooks. You look at. I reckon he's eight all Australians for Ruzi. I think I'm right in saying extraordinary record. Yeah, for Paul Roos, what an ornament to the game um, he was. So, so I'm sure there was players before him that started the yeah. I'm not freewheeling halfbacks. Well, I know what you're loose, saying. Unaccountable. You're, you're saying when the halfback actually lines up on the back of the square, charges in, and does not care about who's behind him. That's what you're saying. We hadn't seen that before. No, they just don't they have. They have no regard. No. They're an extra midfielder. Zero. It's a, it's the best role in footy. But you've got to deliver upon your offensive stuff. So that's where I think Nick Martin... Watch Nick Martin today. I want you to give me your review on him next Friday. I know you'll do it with Bucks on Monday. You know, your little love in you got going. But we'll do it next Friday as well. Seven um, All-Australians for Ruzi, by the way. Seven, was it? Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? That's a great record. Wow. That is a great record. Uh, Rob, you want to speak about the Bombers? Where do they finish? Got you there, Rob? No, let's go to David. Uh, we're speaking about Collingwood and who places, replaces Dan McStay. Dave, you got a suggestion? Yeah, I'm going with um, Ash Johnson. Um, I reckon he's in line to kick 50-plus goals for the season. 50-plus? Um, wow. Yep, yep. Ha- has had a fabulous pre-season. I've done a lot of extra work with a few um, key guys at Collingwood, uh, like likes of Tommy Mitchell. Um, and you're missing the obvious of the elite half-back under Dennis Pagan, number 34 from the Kangaroos. No, exactly he, no. Right. Well, it was different. Trust me, you were supposed Free to pick up a man back then and you loose. got feedback. Hey, can I play a little bit of audio for you that for people that don't think that absolute talent at the end of the day is the reason why big games are separated and why the draft is critical to anything you, you do? This is Craig McRae talking about that handball, that handball from Dacos. 
to Dugowie to goal. Much. I might have to go back. What sense when you do slow it down? No. It's... Well, no, how many players could do it? I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. And then Geordie across his body running that way, kicks it that way, 15 metres straight through the middle. Mm. And then add the context of the day mm. and, the, and, the, and the time and the clock and the heat and the occasion. Mm. Like, those things are just... Yeah. They're one of the draft, aren't they, really? They're one of the draft. You very rarely hear a coach concede that. They all talk about mm. systems and performing a role and all this sort of stuff. But then for Craig Mays, no, that, that's an elite talent. That's one at the draft. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was a great interview with Damien um, that popped up on Twitter, the, the Twitter feed there. So it's just so important. This we get back to the Taron Thomas stuff that we chatted about earlier. When you lose a guy, regardless of the reason, when they're – that level of draft pick, pick eight, walk out of your club. Horn Francis last year as a first-round pick, pick one, leave your club. It doesn't really, I know you get something back for, for Jason, but, gee, they impact your football club, don't they? For, even if it just delays the gathering of your group for another year, it does impact. Definitely, and still probably solidifies the fact that the greatest grand final I've ever seen. The amount of skill and individual acts on that day it was. I was watching in awe on that day. I was lucky to lucky to be there in front of else that was there, and, and Collingwood fans, but even Brisbane fans, like it was just a display of pure football. And yeah. to have that on Grand Final day, um, yeah, I was just 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 lucky. And you, I, you, you know, you, them again to go back to back. I'm not no, just no. because it's hard to do. I never. I rev, very rarely. I got sucked in last year to doing it. Tip a team to go back to back. It's just hard to do. They're all coming. They're That's all right. coming for you. Um, we'll be back to finalise proceedings this morning, but I've got to tell you about this deal at Macca's. So yeah. for a limited time only, get any size soft drink for just $1. Now, I said this to Jared. I read this yesterday on Sports Day. He said, well, if you can get any size soft drink for a dollar, what size are you going to choose? You're going to choose a big one, aren't you? <laughs> any size soft drink for $1 at Macca's. We can go and get the extra large soft drink for a dollar. You're not going to get a small one. All right, anyway, value means more at Maccas. And we'll be watching the match simulations over the weekend and keeping an eye out for the green shoots. The up-and-coming players elevate your summer garden maintenance with Nilex's watering products. Water, like a Nilex a Nile expert, available at Bunnings Warehouse. We'll be back to wrap it up after this.